Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I am your voice. So to every parent who dreams for their child and every child who dreams for their future, I say these words to you tonight. I am with you. I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you and good night. I love you.
What a song. What a song. Ain't nobody going to break my stride, baby. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Rory Sodder Show. I'm Rory Sodder, your host. It is great to be back with all of you. I have missed you all since last week. We had fantastic shows last week. So much addressed. Great guests. Unbelievable dialogue. Everything you could want in a show. I hope your week is going very well. I hope it's fun. I hope it's productive. I hope you're staying safe. I hope you had a marvelous, marvelous weekend. Um, you know, we got a lot going on, a lot to get into tonight. First and foremost, I want to thank all my co-hosts, my sponsors, my audience and guests. You guys are magical. The show just keeps evolving. We just keep getting bigger and bigger. Here we are, another episode, 266, baby. I mean, you know what? You can't ask or write anything better than this. 70 online platforms, 25 countries, you know, almost three years in this business. And uh, every single day, every single day, something better happens. You know, I just get so much praise and high, high feedback from all my supporters and, and people that have stood by my side. And, you know, I, I, I really adore you for that. But you also you got these soy boy, wimpy liberals, you know, entitled, you know, anarchists that don't have a clue about life. I mean, they're, they live in mommy's basement. You know, they cry about everything. Uh, they want to, you know, destroy people's lives. You know, I got a lot of things, obviously, to get into tonight. Um, there's various headlines. Um, lots of um, lots of bullshit going on. I'll tell you, I, I can't even believe my eyes. I feel like I'm watching a freaking movie with what's going on in these streets. It, it, it's it's almost like you're what I, 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 it's alternate universe. It's 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 a totally nether dimension. We have never. I mean, this is worse in my opinion than the '60s. Um, but guys, you know this is. Um, I was not on air yesterday. I was not feeling well. I was very sick. I had food poisoning. I ate something for lunch. Uh, and, I, you know, I was having a lot of different uh, things I had to deal with and address. And, um, you know, I had a family member that was diagnosed with corona. So, you know, that's not something that uh, should be taken lightly or, uh, you know, uh, this, um, you know, and all this whole social distancing. Suddenly, you know, they're saying stop it. You know, encourage the riots. Get all those people out there. I mean, it's such horseshit. It's all political. It's all partisan. It was. It was never. You know. I mean, whatever. Whatever they can. Whatever. Whatever they can twist. Whatever they can spin. Whatever they can get their sheet focused on, is what is what they. You know. That's how they roll. That's how they roll. You know. It's it's absolutely mind blowing, um, guys. I, I want to say. Um, obviously a lot, um, that I have not addressed a lot. I have not talked about that's been in the news the last couple of weeks, which I will be getting to tonight. Uh, you know, it's a two hour show. We can only uh, do so much in this amount of time. I you know, I feel like I need a three, four hour show. I mean, I can just improvise and talk and, and carry dialogue for as long as you could ever imagine. But, uh, yeah, uh, so here's the thing. Um, first and foremost, I, I really want to address uh, an issue that's been circulating the internet and um, you know, that this is the society we live in. Sadly, you know, I got in an altercation with somebody online and this, this happened a few days ago. I said initially though, in those comments, 
is not even showing up as the actual conversation. Instead, there's a doctored post saying that I used all these evil words like the C word and racial, you know, terminology, which is not true. Facebook checked it. Other people checked it. I wasn't even awake at that time. They, you look, they looked through the entire data. It's not possible. And this isn't me justifying. This isn't me trying to deny it. It didn't happen. And I'm the first guy to be straightforward, be honest with pretty much everyone. Have I ever held back on this show? Have I always said how I really feel? Have I always been up front with my listeners and my supporters and my friends and family? I think so. I think I've done a pretty good job. You know, I, I go on my rants. I, I have my opinions. You know, I, I have my different ideologies. And guess what? It's America. You're allowed to. But what, what really went on in this conversation, how this really transpired, was this was a nasty, evil, just anti-male, mad at me for being successful and having a pro-Trump show that's listened to in 25 countries and 70 online platforms. What was really said in the conversation was the ignorance of white people thinking that they can speak for black people, putting them in boxes, labeling them as victims. That's what really happened. And you know what's even funnier, and Facebook and everybody else found this out? She deleted lots of the messages on, on, the, whole, on the post. She deleted them. She only, and then she doctored. She wrote something that I never said. And then you've got the freaking Twitter mob, the Facebook mob, the Instagram mob, making death threats towards my family, giving my mom's home address, saying they're going to go after my, you know, relatives and, and, you know, whatever. Once you cross that line, it's game over. I ain't playing anymore. You want to say something to my face? Say it to me on the street not behind a fucking keyboard. Excuse my French. But I'm tired of it. The death, and you don't even know what happened. This is how stupid our culture is. They see something on the internet, and they automatically believe it. And we all, this female, I mean, I, I don't know much about her. To be honest with you, I couldn't even tell you her name. Uh, but I do know, from what I looked at, there's been like two or three times in the past that she's made negative comments about my show when I had no sort of interaction with her. So it's almost like she had a vengeance. It's almost like this was planned. It's almost like she picked this out. That's what really happened. And the war on free speech, the war on cancel culture, you know, think about it like this, guys. Keep it very fucking simple. If you don't like something on TV, turn the channel. That's what I do. I don't go out there without any factual evidence. I don't go out, out there and harass people and call people out unless I have factual evidence, not some doc, stupid doctored social media post. I wouldn't, I mean, it's the most, you can't even make something up this absurd. And these people, I mean, it goes on and on. I mean, these are the same kind of people that, you know, you know, they, they say, oh, climate change, climate change. It's the biggest threat on the face of the earth. Oh my God. Which is totally untrue. That's just another you know, mind game, the left plays, uh, you know, they, they spew that to their sheep so their sheep can, you know, get that whole uh, narrative that Armageddon is coming. They do the same shit with Corona. Now all of a sudden their obsession is rioting. I mean, these people are the most uneducated folks you could ever even, I, I, I think it's out of like a comedy movie. It's like slapstick humor. 
these people. But it goes on and on. I mean, these are the same people. The people threatening me, I looked at their pages. Uh, they're, they're making Karl Marx quotes. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're basically trying to speak for other people, like I said, even though, even though they know nothing about growing up black, being in a black neighborhood. I mean, these are white liberals, the most ignorant. I, you can't make, I, I mean, you, the, the way they talk, the way they present themselves, the way they carry themselves, they're Nazis. Because if you don't agree with them, they want to, they literally want to kill you. That, that's pretty much what it is. That's what it's come to. There's no civil discourse with these people. And I've had, I can't even tell you, if people want some of the screenshots, hundreds and hundreds of hateful messages today. But you know what, haters? And I'm going to rub this in your face. You doing this skyrocketed. I mean, it, it even, it quadrupled my numbers. What does that tell you? What, what, what does that tell you? I mean, my numbers were already very high in statistics and, and, and show listeners, but you guys are doing me a favor. You guys think you guys are doing something that's going to harm me or hurt me in the long run? In reality, you're rewarding me. Think about that the next time you guys want to, you know. And you go on these whole social justice warrior little rampages and your little adventures thinking you need to change everybody's mind and the world and, you know, everybody's a racist if they don't agree with you and nobody can make jokes anymore. All this PC culture bullshit. Comedians can't even perform skits. I mean, and these are the real bigots. Think about what a bigot is. You know, they, they want to call conservative bigots. Yeah, okay, well, the meaning of a bigot, if you go look it up, dumbass, somebody that if you don't agree with them, then they're pretty much, in so many words, they're your enemy. Either you do it their way or it's the highway. Oh, and, and Antifa, oh, God, we see the demo. And these people, they're following the whole rules for radicals. I mean, think about the playbook. Think about what they're, you know, being fed on a daily basis. Black lives, yeah, black lives matter. We get it, but why are they killing each other every day in places like Baltimore, Chicago, Atlanta, Detroit, and nobody says a fucking word? I mean, thousands are dying daily, and you don't see Black Lives Matter in the street. You only see it with that less than 1% chance a white cop goes after a black guy. And usually it's because the guy doesn't put his hands in the air, and he's not cooperating. There are many situations like George Floyd that are absolutely wrong, and it's murder. But people like Arbery, other situations like Trayvon Martin, thugs that had it coming, that should have never attacked first, which they did. You look at actual footage at some of these scenarios, these co- some of these cops get framed. You know, this whole anti-cop narrative, and you, you know, you got these marches, you know, saying, oh, my God, it's so peaceful. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really? You guys burning buildings, throwing bombs in the street, shooting people? Yeah, that's, oh, God. And the Democrats, I mean, they, they want, you know, they refuse to call out what the reality is because they don't want to offend their base. We've come to this whole sensitive culture. All these people got to find ways to be every day, you know, they got, they got to be bugged by something. Something, this, something has to spin them. Jesus. You know, and um, I'm just seeing with, with um, you know, they want the whole, the, the hate group stuff. You know, these liberals are the hate groups. Conservatives are out there. I don't give it. And let's make something very clear. I don't care what color your skin is. I don't look at that. I look at humanity. 
I look at Jake. I look at Paul. I look at Ron. He, I look at names. I look at character. Too many people want to divide on race. People want to say that, you know, like what? And, and you know what's even more racist that never gets called out? White people are the enemy, according to the Democrats, according to Black Lives Matter. And when we say all lives matter, then we're called racist. But if we say a damn thing to a black person, I mean, if a black person says anything to us that's racist, nothing happens to them. It's perfectly acceptable. Racism works in every damn scenario. I don't care. And people say, well, I'm a person of color. Hey, asshole, I'm white. Don't you think that's a color? I mean, these, and, and they do this to advance their political agenda. They put people in boxes. They want to make them seem like victims so they can keep capitalizing on those idiotic votes because no sane working class citizen is going to fall for their shit. It's like no accountability ever from the left, ever. Um, I want to welcome to the show. Uh, I believe he's with us. Uh, we have retired police chief and homicide detective Michael Valsi. Michael, how are you? I'm good, Roy. Thanks for having me tonight. Boy, so, social media can really be frustrating, I'm telling you. And I'm looking forward to something happening with it fairly soon because uh, it's totally unfair and it's not right what's happening to good conservative people on social media. We'll get right. into that. Thanks yeah. for having me tonight. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. And and it's terrible what's going on out there because there's so much false information being spread. There's so many people that will believe anything they read. uh, And I see all these doctored tweets and posts out there that are fake. But it's like people don't know. A lot of people, sadly, are too ignorant to understand what's real and what's not real. Because anybody who knows me personally knows that kind of vocabulary that I'm being accused of would never come out of my mouth, ever. You're absolutely right, and like I said, we can get into that, but when you start fact-checking and uh, censoring the President of the United States, you have a real problem. So, again, thanks for having me. I look forward to tonight's show. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I want to welcome to the show. I believe he's with us. We have a state senator from New York City. Um, I'm really happy to have him here. He's finally with us. I want to make sure we have Justin. Uh, is it D. Filippo? Is that how I pronounce it? Uh, Deep Lippo, yeah, but I'm running for state senator. I'm not there yet. Okay, oh, no, no, that's what I meant, state senator. You're running, and, and uh, you know, it sounds like you're running a, a fantastic campaign. you got a lot of great things on the agenda, things you're uh, pursuing and, and want to put out there and really put America first. Yeah, yeah, uh, there's a lot. But I, I definitely want to get into that whole Internet stuff, too, with you, because they, these people are crazy, crazy. It's beyond they are. crazy. I mean, I'm- how does it go? How does it go from simply disagreeing with somebody, an opinion, to death threats? To I mean, I mean, it escalates so quickly. And you know what I notice when liberals don't get their way when they lose a conversation? A lot of times they'll try to frame people. They'll try to portray themselves as victims. They'll try to you know what we see everything. They say Nazi, racist, bigot. You don't know. I mean, and they go to these colleges where these idiotic socialist professors who look like they haven't showered in about two years are giving them all this socialist advice and they're coming out and trying to spew that on the street. And that's not what America is about. Listen, they, they talk, they try to call me a racist. And then when I tell them I'm half black, they still call me a racist. I know, I know. And then they call people that they call black Republicans, uncle Tom, uh, token, token, whatever, you know, I'm not going to use the, 
you know, you know what token I'm about to say, or, or they call them coons. I don't, you know, and that's the thing. The, the Democratic Party is the party of originating plantation slavery and the KKK. They want to keep blacks in boxes. They want to keep blacks in. But the minute a black person thinks for themselves and turns conservative, they attack them and they try to ruin their life. Well, they don't teach them that in school. That's the problem. No, I know. All we hear about, all we hear about what bothers me is, I mean, we, we can't look at people as human beings. Everybody has to, you know, label themselves in a category. I'm talking about the left. I mean, whether, you know, sexual orientation, whether it's race, whether it's a a different, you know, social justice warrior group or these different dumb pronouns that we're now reading about or, or that, I mean, how many letters have been added to LGBTQRS? I mean, I don't even know. I can't keep up anymore. And you can be a, you can be a unicorn if you want to with a hundred different genders. However you identify, these people have lost their minds. Yeah, but they're trying to do that. They, they want people to be confused. So they don't know what they're doing. I, I think that that's really what it is. Yeah, no, it's absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm really glad you could join us tonight. A lot to get into. I'm excited to hear your opinions. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce everybody on the panel, and I'm going to go through opening rants, and then I uh, want to hear your feedback on everything. We've got a lot to get into. You there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting on you. <laughs> Perfect. Sounds good, buddy. Well, glad you could join us. Lots to get into. Um, I also want to welcome to the show. I believe he's with us. A very, very uh, smart guy. Very talented guy. That's quite rare. we got special investigator uh, Carl Stab with us. He's also a author and a writer. And he's got he's, uh, which is doing big things. Forget the outlet. friend of mine. Uh, but Carla, what up, buddy? How you doing, Rory? Doing very well. Great to have you back, my friend. What's going on? What's new? Well, my third book's uh, getting close to coming out, and that's called The Long Ride to Perdition. Um, it deals with uh, Mexican cartels and outlaw biker gangs and so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been watching all this freaking nonsense on TV, and you know my wife is black. Um, so yeah. I, I yeah. have no problem with anybody's skin color. And you know what's funny? Black is the absence of all color, and white is the combination of all colors. And so what? So what? Who cares fun, what your skin and their color focus, is? Their focus is so much on color. Who gives a shit about color? We need to stop talking about it. If we wanted to end racism, stop talking about it. Because the more people talk about it, the more a problem it becomes. I, I look at people like people. I don't go down the street categorizing or generalizing anybody based on what they believe or who they are or what they look like, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and uh, my good friend, my good friend, John Colacion, uh, that puts yes. out the published that, that, order. That, yes. that, that's, what, that's what I meant to say. Uh, he published your post. He's been on the show many times. Great guy. Very smart. Doing a lot for the Patriots. He, he's published seven of my articles, and I just recently wrote one regarding all this nonsense that's gone on over the last couple of days. And, and it was... Um, uh, spurred by a young man who made a black young man who made a post on Facebook, thinking that 
uh, blacks weren't loved in this country, and and they were hated by cops. And it, it was a very touching and emotional uh, post that he made. And I got back to him, and we went back and forth a little bit. And, and you know, he friended me on Facebook, which I thought was awesome. I mean, this kid's only maybe 18, 19 years old. Awesome, awesome mindset that he has. He can... He, he can see all this nonsense that's going on, and there's no reason for this hate that is going on. This is all being undermined by forces that we can't even imagine. Very well said. You're absolutely right. Uh, glad you could join us tonight. I'm excited for your opinions. A lot to get into. Absolutely, and uh, we'll talk a little bit later. Absolutely, and tell everybody where they can find your books and your, and your columns. Oh, absolutely. CavazzuttiCrime.com is my website. You can find my books on there. I write crime fiction, a little sensual, um, uh, blood and gore, and all that good kind of stuff that should be in a crime novel. Um, My Facebook page is uh, Cavazzutti on Facebook. Uh, On uh, Twitter, it's Carlo Cav, C-A-B, one. And, uh, you know, uh, just hit me up. Hit me up anytime on one of those sites, and I will get you out a book. I will sign, seal, and deliver it for you, and uh, uh, we'll work out a price, especially with this time with COVID-19. What happened to that, Rory? What happened to COVID-19? Exactly. All of a sudden, I mean, all of a sudden, <laughs> magically disappeared, you know. I, I can't wait to talk about Excellent. that tonight, though, but Carlo – Thank you for joining us. Uh, I, I'm excited to hear your opinions. Great. And I'm going to hang on, and uh, uh, we got lots to talk about. Absolutely. Um, let's go to, I believe he's with us right now. We have U.S. congressional candidate from Florida, Dr. Eric Aglier. Eric, what's up, buddy? Welcome back. How are you? Hey, how's it going, Rory? Thank you very much for having me on the show. Absolutely. Lots of Glad news cycles, back. isn't it? It's always yeah, a lot of things been... going on, and so the country never seems to be under attack, isn't it, in a sense? Every t- single time yeah. we turn around, something new starts happening, and good Lord, <laughs> it's like, and, and I can, it's really amazing, because even when I started running for Congress, all of a sudden, I started getting a lot of these things, and usually, it's a lot of actually white liberals attack me a lot. They even call me a white supremacist. They call me they call me a Nazi too. It was very interesting. All of a sudden, I have an R running as a Republican. All of a sudden, I get all this stuff um, happening. So it's been very interesting. I get people telling me wrong party. You know, I guess they're supposed to tell me what party I'm supposed to be in. I tell them I'm perfectly fine and I'm in the right party for America. <laughs> That's what I always tell them. So it's uh, it's very interesting. Very interesting how the the race war is trying to go and kick back up again, but. You know, it's what are you going to expect from the left? Something doesn't work. They always keep trying, and then they have the the mob media every single time trying to go ahead and come after us and try to go ahead and change opinions, and here we are again. Well, absolutely, and the word racist, like if somebody calls you a racist, I mean, what does it even mean anymore? I mean, they've, they've overplayed and overused that term so much that it doesn't even have any relevance or, I mean, America is not racist. And, you know, somebody gave me a really good no. example the other day. 
of, of, of this whole situation. Think about it like this. We have 350 million people in the United States. Let, let's, just, let, let's just say, you know, a, mil, a, a million of those people are racist. You still got 200 – wait, you still have all three, 344 million people or whatever, it, whatever the amount of people in the United States is. You only have one million that are racist. How the hell do we live in a racist country? I mean, they're, they're, people aren't going out there looking for racial tension. The media, the Democrats, that's what they look to push because they know division is what advances their political narrative. Correct. Absolutely correct. And that's what it just keeps happening. And unfortunately, it's very sad. It's very sad that they go ahead and keep pulling us for a race war just so they could profit. Right. And when somebody calls calls me a racist or – it's usually because they lost an argument. I think anybody, especially a conservative, yeah. <laughs> if you're called a racist or you're called a Nazi, take that with praise, especially if it's from the left, because they don't know what the hell they're talking about, and they're making themselves look like fools. I mean, I can't even believe some of the, the nonsense that comes out of the I, – I, it's like you would think these people have the education of a damn first grader. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. It, it's very interesting sometimes. I just shake my head because I'm, I'm a Hispanic, and then they're calling me all these names just because I'm a Republican. It's like, wow, this is uh, really crazy. Right. This is where people don't think, and the blind hate, I guess, takes over right. than actually using your brain. And it's supposed to be the land of the free. We're supposed to be able to think for ourselves, do things for ourselves. We're not supposed to have other, you know, thought police trying to tell us what we can and can't say. I mean, that's just dangerous territory. Yeah, sometimes I feel like I think that's what they do in China, and I think they're bringing some of that stuff over, telling us how we should think and what how we should do. Well, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. No, I yeah. agree. Oh, you were going to say something else. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're you're good. You're good on there. I know you have other guests in there, so we'll definitely go ahead and get into it a little bit more. I just want to go ahead and share that because it's uh, it, it's crazy how the hate overpowers the brain at the end of the day. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Thank you for joining us, man. Can't wait to hear your. Thank you. I also believe we have with us right now we have Suffolk County and Southampton GOP committee man, Raheem Soto. Raheem, what's up, buddy? Welcome to the Rory Sauter Show. Good to have you on. Well, peace and love, everybody, and uh, I want to say I really appreciate your energy. This is the first time. I'm hearing your show. You have a lot of energy. I appreciate it, and uh, glad to meet everybody. And like you said, my name is Raheem Soto. I, I serve on the Suffolk County uh, and Southampton Town GOP Committee, and I also have a podcast called The Urban Conservative, and we've been doing a lot of uh, minority outreach uh, for well over about 50 candidates from North Carolina to New York, and uh, just, just you know reintroducing conservative values back to the minority community helping them recognize that we are conservatives. We've always been conservatives that, uh, you know, even if you are a Democrat, that has little to do with how you're voting. I mean, what you need to do is think before you vote um, and, and, and learn and study. So again, I I look forward to everybody's opinion. I'm I'm glad to be on the show. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. My friend, well, great to have you here. Excited to hear your opinions. Uh, Lots to get into tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, one, one thing I want to just circle back to really quickly, something that you brought up uh, before we go too much further. 
um, there's a narrative that we have to, as all of these, you know, conservative Republicans, conservatives on the phone, patriots on the phone right now, one of the things we have to do is help change this narrative because there were 350 million police interactions in 2017, 18, and 19. There were 350 million police interactions. There were 1,000 shootings in 2019, 1,000 police shootings. So this narrative that police shootings in a country with 330 million people is a problem, this narrative is out of control. Sure, they're, you know, they're mean cops. Sure, there are cops that are, uh, shouldn't be cops. Let's agree to that. But the black community is not in danger. The black community is right. not in poverty. The large majority of the black community is doing absolutely right. fine. And and, I, and I'm saying this because, you know, it sounds like everybody on the phone is about at the same place where we have to start to control this narrative. So, again, Rory, thanks for having me on. I can't wait to hear everybody else's uh, take on this. Perfect, my friend. Well, really good to have you here. Uh, and I'm, I love everything you're doing. And, uh, you know, thank you for being a patriot and standing by us. And, uh, you know, uh, we need your leadership. So uh, it's, uh, you know, I can't wait to hear your opinions, my friend. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, so, everybody, I'm going to do what I usually do, uh, Rory Rants. Uh, you know, we're going to get into some of the small stuff, some of the stuff that we're not really hearing about, and then we'll get into the big stuff. Um, God, but where do I start? I mean, like I said in my opening, you know, little rant, I, you know, I, I, can't be, I can't fathom or comprehend or believe the way these people are acting and how they're getting away with it. That's, that's the main issue for me is that you have these people and I, I've never, I mean, some of the stuff you had a, you had a bunch of people took a forklift, one of those things you use on construction sites and smash it into a Best Buy building to, so they could loot all the different electronics. You had a bunch of assholes that went to the Rolex store and Oh, just, just loot, break the windows. You got more jerk-offs that went to the Apple store, stole all, oh, just keep it going. I mean, it, it never ends. They burn down the, they burn down the auto zone. They, they burn down the Arby's. And let me remind you, obviously the other businesses that I just mentioned are not in, the, in their communities, but the Arby's and the auto zone was in their own black community, and they're saying we're burning it down. How the hell does that make any logical sense? You guys say you want all this justice and you guys all want all this, you know, uh, privilege and, and freedom. But in reality, you're not oppressed. You live in the greatest, most country on earth. If you guys really want to keep bitching about this country, I'm talking to anybody out there. But I'm talking to the looters mainly. Get the fuck out. If you go somewhere else, excuse my language, but go somewhere else to the Middle East, go anywhere, and then come tell me how bad America is. You've got people burning our damn flags that our whole military has fought with their blood, sweat, and tears for years, for, you know, for our freedom and our safety and our security. And you've got anarchists who live in mommy's basement, little Antifa, soy boy, liberal pussies, trying to, you know, bring their little weapons out. You know, they got their orange, yellow hair, look like a bunch of Fruit Loops. I mean, it, it, it's absolutely... These people, these people, and I'm seeing just everything. You've got the smelly feminists, 
You know, and, and I've talked about feminists many times on my show. It's nothing new. They want to be superior to men. They're anti-male. They think their shit don't stink. They think that they can, you know, get away with whatever they want. They can treat the man, you know, how they should, and the man has to respect them regardless. You know, and, and, and they have to go march through the streets to get that validation. You know, they, they need to hear, you know, compliments and praise because if they were so comfortable with themselves, then they wouldn't need to portray themselves as, you know, unequal to everybody else or saying, women's rights, women's rights. You know, real women with a brains and education don't talk or act like that. Conservative women are the best. Some of the smartest people I know. I've never met a feminist who could carry on a conversation longer than five minutes without sounding like a total idiot. I mean, their only argument is equality, equality for all. You know, they, they want to say that we can all be equal. And this is the problem. This is not just feminist. I mean, I'm going to go, I'm going into this, you know, as I, as I usually would. I have a whole point here. So what they do is they say that they're oppressed. They say that they're victims. And then to enable their movement to keep adding to it, they add people like blacks and Mexicans, because the more victims they can create, the more credibility their feminist movement can, you know, can have. Think about it. The more people you convince there's something wrong with, and then you have all these white, they're the most ignorant people on earth. Like I said earlier in the show, they know nothing about being black. They know nothing about living in black neighborhoods, but they want to come out and speak like they control these people or know what's right for them and trying to tell everybody else, you know, uh, am I missing something here? Did, did they all of a sudden become psychology experts? What the fuck? I mean, wh- wh- who are you? And then Black Lives Matter. You know, we know it's a hate group. We know Black Lives don't freaking matter to to you know to that group unless it's a white cop. The black on black crime is never called out. You've got it all together if you combine all these cities run by liberals, whether it's New York City, Detroit. Um, Baltimore, um, Chicago. I mean, you've got thousands of, if you combine them all together, thousands of shootings a day and nobody says a damn word about it. And what about that black police officer, David Doran, Duran, I think his name was defending looters, a black man shot to death, black lives matter. Not one damn word. And I wonder why that is because it has something to do with somebody in law enforcement as well as you have five or six other black Americans that were identified uh, this past weekend uh, from dying from their own people, protesters. And Black Lives Matter, not saying a word about it. I mean, this whole, we know what their whole intentions are. We know what they're behind. We know what what they're up to. They, They don't want, you know, they, the ultimate goal is the same with feminism. Lives Matter wants to get rid of white people and they want to be superior. They don't, you know, they know that we were not racist. They know we're not the problem. And, and, and here's what really bothers me. Everybody thinks that they're owed something. Everybody thinks they can be Michael Jordan. Everybody thinks equality is bullshit. I'm not a fucking astronaut. I'm not a, you know, I'm not Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I'm not almost seven, a seven feet. You know, I have my talents. I have my gifts. So does everybody else in the world. But stop trying to 
butt into other people's lives or look at what everybody else is doing and trying to compare. It's, it's, that's how you get yourself into trouble, and that's how you really mind, mind up yourself. I mean, what, why, are we, why are we coming to this point in our country? I mean, and I'm, you know, I'm reading stuff. I mean, you've got literally people stealing cop horses, people stomping on cop cars, people stealing cop cars. You've got people, you've got idiots like Susan Rice blaming George Floyd's death over Russia. Yes, we're back to that now. Democrats are back to the whole Russia. They're blaming a black man's death on Russia. I mean, are, are these, do they just like to hear themselves talk? Is it just clickbait? I mean, it, all, it has to be. Nobody in their right state of mind would make all and, – and, and think about what MLK would, would want in today's society. Think about what Malcolm X would want. Malcolm X, if you go look up his speeches and his quotes, he warned us about white liberals. He warned us. He said they're the most evil people on earth because they put you in boxes and they tell you how to feel and think. He, you know, I, I wouldn't say he wasn't necessarily a conservative, but he was in the middle. Martin Luther King, if you were alive today, absolutely conservative. But Malcolm X was fair. Malcolm X was for everybody. He's not one of these dimwit jerk-offs like Al Sharpton or Jesse Jackson when they're only trying to make a paycheck. And you know who I really want to call out? White mama man Sean King. I can't stand that. He is not. He's, and he's not even he, – he, this guy said he grew up in the hood. He grew up privileged, first of all. He grew up privileged. He's like Obama. He grew up very coddled, very privileged, and he wants to say he knows the struggle. That's just so ignorant. And it's, it, look how much money Black Lives Matter makes. Look at all the donations this asshole's getting. And people tried to, you know, they did like an investigation on this guy like a year or two ago because they didn't know where some of the funds were going. He covered that up. I, I, I know damn well he pocketed millions. There's no way. And he said, oh, all the money I ever got was going towards police brutality and all these different organizations. Yeah, bullshit, dude. Are you joking me? Do you think anybody with a brain believes that shit? And, and you know what? The, they want to get rid of cops now. They're talking about getting rid of cops in Minnesota and other places, Columbus, Ohio. Minnesota was just burned to the freaking ground. It looks like a third world Al-Qaeda country. And you want to take away the police? Oh, I would, you know, and you got Hollywood now. They're encouraging to get rid of the police. They're encouraging to bail out looters, bail out people that destroy the city, bail out people that shoot cops. Hollywood is the most toxic, pretentious, fake-ass culture in, in, in we've ever seen in the history of our time. They live in their mansions, they do nothing for the people, and then they want to give us lectures and advice on how we should live our life and what's right for America. Don't forget, their profession is acting. They are actors. They are nothing else. They are not there to, uh, you know, be your doctor or, or be your it, – it's absolutely – I mean, come on. I mean, the whole make-believe, you know. It's like, I've always said this, and I'll say it again. I mean, you have the right to say whatever the hell you want. It's a free country. But, I mean, look at who the, these feminists, I'm gonna, I want to go back to the feminist, feminist thing for a second. Look at who all these smelly, low-life, dis- disgraceful feminists look up to. Alyssa Milano, um, you know, you got people like uh, 
who else? Um, uh, uh, Jane, Jane Fonda. Uh, you got people like uh, Mia Farrow. Yeah, these are all real winners. I, I, and they're, it's so gross, these people. You know, and I think what makes a feminist so disgusting and so vile is their mindset towards life. It's how they view other, you know, it's how they view, because think about it. I mean, if you look at what we've come to and how the Democratic Party is portraying themselves, their nominee is definitely a sexual predator. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You see the videos, you see the photos, sleepy, creepy Joe Biden, even Secret Service has confirmed that he sexually harassed them. And you also got Tara Reid, not the American Pie actress, I'll keep correcting that, but, you know, you got Tara Reid out there. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, you got her out there literally saying she worked for Biden, and this absolutely happened, and she talked about it since the 80s. It's not like, you know, Garth from Wayne's World, Christine Baldy Ford, whatever the hell her name was. I can't remember. I can't remember. I can't remember. I can't remember. You know, you remember that whole slogan, believe out women, believe out women. Well, sure, that sure doesn't apply when it's going towards conservatives. You know, and any man, I want to tell all these men this right now, and I'm going, you know, kind of a little all over the place today. Um, There's a lot of rants. There's a lot of things I need to get off my chest. Any man who dates a feminist, you are the biggest, weak-minded, spineless individual. And I don't know if your father got bossed around by, by your mother or what the hell happened. But if you're, at, you're out there, you're, in, you know, you're encouraging this crap, it just proves that you don't wear the pants in the relationship. How sad. Men aren't even men anymore. Men, you know, and, and you have, you know, it really is funny. Sad. Sad, too. And, and you know, <laughs> I, can't, I, I, could just, I could go all night with this. Um, you know, but, but think, going back to this whole this looting thing, what does violence, you know, the black community is always saying, well, let's stop the violence. You know, let's stop this. Let's treat everybody. Come on, we need, we want, we want freedom. We want our rights back. Well, then why are you out there doing everything you can to, you know, to 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 carry on the problem? I mean, all you're doing is adding to the fire. You've got cops. I mean, literally limited to certain things they can do. Because I'll tell you why. These Democrat politicians are, are controlling these law enforcement officials like puppets. They're telling them, do that, don't do that. And that, when you're getting into that territory and telling an officer what he can and can't do, especially when you're not in the line of duty and you don't know how a criminal is going to react, I mean, think of how insane that sounds. Think about it. I mean, we, you've got people lighting churches on fire you've got people running people over you've got i i saw a white man with a mega hat this is how this is how tolerant black lives matter are and this is why these scums will never be taken seriously is because they get all eight of them thinking they're tough guys they saw a trump supporter a white kid who I, i think was probably only 18 or 19 they grabbed him threw him against the dumpster and started beating him unconsciously and don't forget about the guy that they left in front of the store who was trying to defend his store and they beat him unconsciously, and at the end of the video, I don't even think he was moving. And then another guy in Portland tried to defend the American flag from being burnt, and then you have a, a bunch of these animals come and attack him. 
And there, and there was Antifa. There was white and black protesters. I mean, Black Lives Matter played a big part. But, uh, you know, we, we really need to call out the problem here, the main problem. I mean, it, you know, th- this is, you know, this is all – think about how, how much the Democrats are getting done right now. The voter fraud thing is in place. I mean, they're doing all these ballots. It was just, it was just reported in Pennsylvania that duplicate ballots are being sent out now. I mean, I, I, call, I called this. I told you. I mean, there's so many ways of voter fraud. You've got duplicate. You've got illegal aliens. You've got uh, felons. You've got dead people voting. I mean, it goes on and on. There's so many different loopholes that they take advantage of. And you know what's sick? You've got Joe Biden campaigning off of George Floyd. He's going to attend the funeral, and, uh, you know, he, he was campaigning and at his fundraiser using George Floyd's last words before he died. And, and think of what Joe Biden has been behind his entire life. He was for the 94 crime bill, which incarcerated a mass amount of blacks. The, th- the same exact bill that Clinton was involved with, too. Joe Biden is also the idiotic moron who did the gun-free zone. There are more crimes in gun-free zones than, everywhere, than anywhere else in today's society. I mean, what is, what is a gun-free – think about that idiocy right there. Gun-free zone. Hmm. Criminals don't follow laws. All you do is leave the law-abiding citizen defenseless. Duh. I mean, you know, criminals. We're going to do gun control. We're going to take away your guns. But, but the millions of illegal guns on the street are still going to be there no matter what. It's all talking points. Climate change is bullshit. Antarctica has some more polar ice caps now than it ever has before. You look at the air, some of the cleanest air we've ever had. You look at the weather. Has it changed? Al Gore said sell your oceanfront property in 2008. It's now 2020. Uh, and, and, you know, to be honest with you, it's even better now, our, uh, our environment, than it was in 2008. That's what's funny. And then you've got Barack Hussein Osama that wife of his, who I can't stand, they're both evil as hell, bought a house in Martha's Vineyard. You know, they want to say racism is the biggest problem in this country. They bought a house in the biggest white area you can ever think of, and right next to uh, the ocean. Oh, global warming, right? Global warming. Got to be careful. Yeah. You know, go, you know what it is? Do as I say, not as I do. That's how they live. That is exactly how they live. You know, and, and what, what, you know, we were talking about earlier, you know, social, social distancing. What happened to that? I thought, all, you know, I thought all these, I thought, I thought we were going to do that. I thought, I thought you, you governors, you Democrats, scumbags, you wimps, were going to do that. What happened? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're getting all this political attention. You're getting all this divide. You're get, you think you're gaining momentum, but in reality, you're giving Trump the 2020 election on a silver platter, and we can't wait. For four more years. I mean, and we're going to rub it in every liberal's face. I can't wait to see these sad, you know, inbreds scream at the sky. You know, these people that haven't showered in weeks that go out there with their stupid signs. I, I, I hate all these people, and I can't wait because we're not the hateful ones, first of all. They're the ones spreading the hate. We're, we're just reacting and defending ourselves because we're not going to back down from a bunch of low-life, wimpy bullies that, you know, try to act tough. Very simple, you know. And, and the, the, what, but the social distancing—that just proves, you know. I, I get people got corona. One of my family members got it. I'm not saying it's not real, but the outrage, the, the, the fake, you know, the overly glorifying, the the you know, 
telling people it's Armageddon, telling, telling people it's the apocalypse, telling people, you know, no matter who they are, even though it pretty much only affects people that are older. I mean, come on. The media was never honest from the get-go. And, and by the way, all those pussy boys that are wearing masks, especially in their car, I see these, these freaks, these, these wimpy men wearing masks everywhere they go. And, I'm, and if you really look at the CDC and you look at other things online, It'll tell you that wearing a mask can cause more problems because of all the infection and all the disease that gets on there, and then you touch it. I mean, there's so many – it's not – and if you have a strong immune system, you, didn't, you don't have anything to worry about. Unfortunately, the family member that got it did not have a strong immune system. I mean, and, and, you know, and we ever, we're, we're even hearing Dr. Fauci now saying, okay, you can open back up the economy. It's okay. Hey, hey, asshole. After all these months of you screwing us over, being involved with the deep state, being involved with Bill Gates and his vaccines, you're now saying it's okay? Over 30 million people jobless? You scumbag. You little midget. Seriously. You're a punk. You're a punk. And you just sit there with a smirk on your face. And that bird can't stand her either. Can't stand her. I mean, these people are, are, and they've been involved with D.C. for 40, 50 years. Administration after administration. It's a swamp. And, and if, if, you know, Floyd, you know, Floyd was all about peace. Let's not forget, George Floyd was a very peaceful man, a very good man from what I can see. He would not want people out there causing chaos. And how the hell does stealing honor George Floyd. You know, they took a poll and over half of the people that were out there protesting didn't even know who George Floyd is. They're just out there causing problems and wanting to steal stuff. And you see all these people going into Louis Vuitton and going into all these, whatever store they went into. They're never ever going to be able to afford, I mean, come on. And if they want to go in there, steal all this stuff because they can't afford it and they want to be rude and take what isn't theirs. This is, and this is really what the Democrats have come to. They want to take everybody else's money, everybody else's items, and give it to other people who are lazy and don't work and have nothing to offer the world. That's how they gain their vote in many other ways. I mean, there, there, there's no person that, you know, if you, if you have any sort of genuine character or are authentic or are really a sincere individual, if you're hate, hate, hateful, if you're, you know, want to silence everybody, if you want to, you know, you know, not have civil discourse, then then you're a liberal. You're, you know what? I'm tired of it. I'm really tired of it. And you know, we we have it so bad right now that the White House is under attack. They are trying to kill the president. They are. I repeat, the the protesters are trying to kill the president. There were death threats. There were people in front of the White House with guns. Can you imagine if somebody did this when Obama was in office? They'd be screaming racism on every channel. But mainstream media and CNN and MSNBC justifies it. And they say, oh, well, you know, these people are upset and hurt. Well, I thought you assholes on these mainstream media outlets always told us to – I thought you always told us to literally cause violence. You said violence is not the answer. But now you're, you're adding to it. 
and you're te- and and I'm seeing I'm, like the, I don't know if anybody saw this the other night on TV you had reporters out there that were getting grenades thrown at them Molotov cocktails I mean got, being shot at if I hear the word peaceful protest one more time I may puke if I hear that word one more time I may puke because they, I, I this is this is terrible. And, and, and you know what? It, it's like piles of bricks on the road in New York City waiting for protesters. Who put those there? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. Who put the piles of bricks there? And, you've got, you, you know, it, it's all a setup for these protesters. These politicians are all in on this. They want it. And you see lawyers telling Antifa members and Black Lives Matter people, we'll get you out. We'll take care of you. Because they know there's money involved. It's all about money. The more groups you create to divide America, the more money you make. George Soros is sitting back and laughing at us. You know, it's 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 really like this. I, I just can't believe what's going on here. And in West Palm Beach, they banned ammo. Another idiotic freaking legislation. How does banning ammo help anyone? Criminals don't follow laws, once again. You're going to leave the good guy defenseless. It's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. You've got some of the most prominent, biggest names in sports coming out right now who are Trump supporters, by the way. Floyd Mayweather came out and said he he absolutely supports Trump. Uh, Dennis Rodman supports Trump. A lot of these people are asking for the riots to end. Dennis Rodman came out and said, quote, unquote, we need to stop this shit because we are not animals. Even Dennis Rodman is calling these people animals. And Dennis Rodman came from some of the biggest hardships you could ever think of. He's also the greatest rebounder and defender I've ever seen in my life. I mean, this guy is on another planet of, uh, of talent. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just guys in the curfew. Why are you putting a curfew in? You actually think anybody's going to follow a curfew? I, it, it, you've got people out there burning down the cities and you say, Oh yeah, let's do a curfew. Criminals follow laws. Oh, my God. I mean, what's so hard to understand? I mean, these people, these people don't stop. And the whole blackout thing yesterday, let's just talk about that for a second. This is just pandering to a bunch of crap. I I, I mean... You know, why, why don't we have whiteout? You know, more whites get shot by cops every year than blacks do. You know, more whites get caught, shot by cops than blacks. Did you guys know that? Why does the media talk about that? Why doesn't BLM talk about that? Why don't we have a whiteout day for justice for – how about just just for humanity? And you have it going so far that you had a guy that's an, an announcer get suspended because he said all lives matter. Because when you say just Black Lives Matter, you're basically telling every other race to go to take a hike. But when you say all lives matter, you're recognizing humanity. And a lot of Democrats think saying all lives matter is racist and hateful. How is it, well, how is it not racist to say Black Lives Matter when you're only talking about yourselves and you don't do anything about all the black-on-black crime that goes on every day in America? You want to talk about that less than 1% chance that a white cop goes after a black, unarmed black man. 
I mean, come on, dude. Over 90% of the murders, 90%, over 90% are, are caused by other blacks. Why aren't we talking about the real issue? And, and you know, uh, to, you know, I, I, I got a few more things just to say, but um, and now I'm going to get to the main stuff. But uh, Jeff, uh, owner over at CNN, real winner. Have you, have you guys ever seen him? Looks like freaking butt. He looks like a cartoon character. I, I don't know how to describe this guy, but he's a he's a real weird looking dude. Very pompous. Uh, just a just a complete jerk off in every single aspect you can think of. Uh, he says CNN's having a lot of problems. Most of their employees will not be back uh, uh, this year. So think about that. I mean, this year they will not be back. Uh, the CNN employees. So I, you know they, they're they're just going downhill more and more, more and more. Uh, you know it's it, it's it's ridiculous. And how how are how are these rioters getting away with burning down police stations? Burning down police stations. And you have, you know, I, I could go on and on. I mean, we, you know, it, 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 it doesn't end. You have, and, and look at stuff like what Biden, like all these politicians, what they're doing. Biden was teaming up with fundraising with Wiseman, who tried to go after all these innocent people in the Trump administration. Conflict of interest much? Canceled it at the last second. You know, obviously he knew what he was getting himself into. But, uh, you know, what, what, what if a Republican did anything like that? They would be crucified. The double standard is unbelievable. And, and, and Twitter, I mean, and we're, going, we're, we're dealing with all this Twitter stuff now where they're fact-checking the president of the United States. The president of the United States even said himself he'd love to get rid of his Twitter if he could trust the media, if they actually told the truth. Social media for him is a tool. It's a way for him to connect and resonate on a personal level with his supporters and really get out there what's, what's actually happening. You know, I, I mean, it's like and, – and, and now Snapchat, which is usually for, you know, women that, uh, you know, don't respect themselves, have a lot of daddy issues. Uh, for young high school kids, we all know what Snapchat is. They're going to stop promoting President Trump's post. Who cares? Snapchat's going downhill anyway. It's been going downhill the last couple of years. I don't care. But like, but like I said many times, big tech is definitely the biggest threat we face in so many different aspects, especially with how evolved we've become. Um, tech, not, tech is magical. It can do anything. It can literally do anything. I've been building trackers, apps, mobile apps, everything you can think of for the last eight years. I mean, I love tech. So, uh, you know, and, and, you know, probably – Probably not the wisest idea uh, for certain people, you know, to be threatening my life and stuff, especially when I am such a master with technology. Probably not the best idea, folks. You shouldn't be doing that. All you haters out there. Um, let's see here. I want to, and you know, I, I, you know, I laugh at it. I really do. I, I see, I'm going to share some of these comments sometimes I get from these people. I mean, these people are clowns. They got nothing better to do with their day. I mean, and, and I live rent free in their head. That's, that's the best part about the whole Twitter, social media, back and forth. I live free. I live rent-free in these people's heads. They can't get over me. They can't stop talking about me. And I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm not kidding. I, it's, you know, but, and that's what's funny. I just sit back and I laugh. I just sit back. It's like popcorn. Eat the popcorn and enjoy. Seriously. You know, everybody's always going to have haters. And I'll tell some, you know, I'll tell you a very wise, um, I want to give words of wisdom here. If you don't want haters, then never do a damn thing in your life. 
In other words, if you don't, if you don't, everybody's going to have haters, no matter what you do, no matter what your profession is, no matter how successful you are. These people are bitter, they're jealous, they're shallow. You know, I, I could go, I could go on and on. Um, let's see here. You know, so so we have Republicans now, and they're not real Republicans. They don't represent us. And I'm about to call every one, every one of them out. Actually, there's 47 of them, and I have the list here, but I don't have enough time. But anyways, 47 Republicans are now lobbying for more foreign workers, even though we have over 30 million people that have lost their job in America. This is a problem. This is what I'm talking about with politicians getting influenced by all this money. Money talks. Money talks. You know, this is, this is not a, this is not anything new, you know, and, and they're all fact checking the president on social media, like Twitter, but they never fact check the Russia hoax. They never fact check uh ship. They never fact check Lou. Uh, they never fact checked uh, Pelosi. They don't fact check anybody except Republicans. It's not about what the truth is. It's about what they want you to see. It's about the bias. It's about all the dark money from overseas like China and Saudi Arabia influencing their agenda. You know, I mean, it's, it, it's insane. And, and you're talking about defunding the police. I mean, there were 132 Chicago police officers injured during the riots over the weekend. You have William Barr and President Trump putting, you know, federal riot teams in various areas. You've got National Guard. This is not a joke. We are living in a time that we're not playing games. My final thing I want to get to, obviously, which is the main, main thing. Um, oh, oh, matter of fact, this is really big, and I wanted to say this, two things. President Trump has officially terminate, is ter- terminated the relationship with World Health Organization. Awesome. Best move you could have ever made. They take so, you know, they take so much from us. Think about what we paid them last year in the last couple of years, $400 million. China was only giving them $30 million. They, they covered for China. They protected China. They weren't honest with us about the virus, which could have saved so many lives. I love it. I love that he did this. He got rid of them, takes balls. And then he labeled Antifa a terrorist organization. It's about time. Unmask these, 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 put these wimps. Unmask them. Grab them. Grab them by their head. Throw them in the back of a cop car. And, let, you know, quite frankly, I mean, these people just deserve to be stomped. I mean, the way they hit elderly people, the way they attack people with weapons. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing people with machetes. I'm seeing people with long swords, nunchucks. What are we dealing with, folks? Uh, first and foremost, I would like to go to, um, I believe he's with us right now. We have retired police chief and homicide detective, Michael Valsey. Michael, I know you have a lot of thoughts. You know, you've uh, been on the front lines. I mean, it's just a crazy, crazy time. You know, I'll start off by saying this. You know, there's no one that hates bad cops more than good cops. You know, and that's a proven fact. You know, I want to get that out of the way right away. I worked in the black community for a lot of years of my life, and I know blacks do not want their things destroyed. They don't want this rioting going on in their communities. They don't want their businesses destroyed. You know, you look at some of these blacks I've seen on TV, business owners, and you have to feel sorry for them. 
put their life savings into a business to find it destroyed. In communities where these same rioters are living. You know, George Floyd's brother made a great point. Why are you destroying businesses in your own community? Businesses you may want to go to one day, and you're destroying them. You know, I think that's a point that needs to be driven home. Uh, the other thing is, is they, they want to make this all about race. You know, we fought a, you know, basically went through a, a cold race war back in the 60s, started long before that, pretty much was resolved by the 70s. You know, uh, the United States is the least racist city or least racist country in the world. It's a proven fact. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, you know, I just believe that we are witnessing a really well-organized and planned insurrection. You know, we're seeing the result of anarchists, right? You look at these... Uh, Dems, they've, they've proven, the Democrats have proven that they really hate the black community. They allow crime to fester. You know, you mentioned Chicago and Baltimore and New York and some of these cities. They allow the crime to fester, black-on-black crime, which is tre- tremendous in these cities. And yet, and then they fight for abortion. Who had, who's, who's affected the most? The black community. Oh, and, that, and that's another thing. If Black Lives Matter, then why are they killing all these babies every year at Planned Parenthood? I mean, there's so much hypocrisy. Their movement doesn't make any logical sense. I agree 100%. You know, and, you know the thing about these protesters is, you know, you can understand it's a First Amendment right to protest. There's legitimate protesters out there. Some of them have been pre-organized. They started earlier in the day. Then they've been hijacked, you know, by Antifa and some radical members from Black Lives Matter. It only takes a handful of these Antifa to start something, and that antagonizes the rest of the crowd, gets them fired up, and we're seeing the result of that. You mentioned these pallets of bricks being delivered. They found yeah. a bus loaded with frozen water bottles. They found uh, a dump, uh, uh, garbage cans full of rose, frozen water bottles to throw at the police, garbage cans full of stones. They found a bus that had baseball bats and meat cleavers and you name it inside it for these people to, to grab. And you've seen these through two or three different videos now. Well, these black people have gone up to these cars with these Antifa people saying, what are you giving these bricks out for? Why are you encouraging the destruction of our businesses? Right. You know, you have to feel sorry for these people. Well, no, I agree. And you're right, Michael. You're absolutely right because I've been seeing people that are peaceful, people that are, you uh, you know, good souls, but I've also seen others that are just complete hate. And uh, that's why it's such a confusing situation, and that's why it's kind of, you know, in a lot of ways, I, I think um, misrepresented and, and misguided, and, and it, it's uh, observed wrong. I, I think some of these people's intentions are good, but I think majority of people out there are doing a lot of bad things. I mean, burning down department stores, going into banks, breaking into safes, I've never seen anything like this. No, and uh, you know, I, I know all about the riots back in the day, you know, and nothing seemed to, to live up to the standard we're seeing today. I mean, they burned things down and did things. There was, uh, there was a lot of uh, 
things like that, but not the total destruction we're seeing now. Uh, you know, this is a result of years and years of revisionist history and liberal indoctrination. You know, you have a lot of white people out there doing the same thing. And I understand peaceful protest. It's their First Amendment right. But you, you draw the line. You know, the Constitution doesn't give you the right to riot. You know, and then why did they start uh, releasing all these prisoners from jail over this COVID-19? You know, you know, I forget the number, but it's an astronomical amount. Over 50% of everybody that was incarcerated has, has been released. And you're starting to see the result of that in some of these cities. You know, just in Chicago over the weekend, you had 82 people shot and 19 killed. Those are black lives. They don't seem to matter too much, do they? Uh, you know, in, in the troubling statistic for me is this. Is they're quick to blame the police. And, and I'm not defending all cops. I said good policemen hate bad policemen. There's no doubt about it. But I think the number of bad policemen over the years has diminished. And I think you can find that proof in the FBI uniform crime report. These numbers used to be extremely higher than what they are. They're down to a minimum now. Last year in 2019... 19 unarmed white men were shot and killed by the police. Only nine unarmed black men were shot and killed by the police in 2019. We're in a country of 330 million people. That's a, that's a minuscule amount of people. And now of those 19 and those nine I mentioned, we don't know the circumstances. Some of those could have easily been justifiable shootings. We don't right. know the and, circumstances, but yet we hear about this one case, and they want, and all of this happens because of one case. You know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, and and, and we think, and, and think about how, you know, they only want to make it a big news story if it's a black person getting killed by a white person. But if a white person gets killed by a black person. The media is crickets. They don't say anything. Nothing comes of it. I mean, it, and, and the fact that they, you know, focus and obsess so much about the black culture, the media, in a lot of ways is racist. I mean, these Democrats use these blacks as political pawns. They don't care about their well-being. They've kept them poor for all these years and never done a damn thing for them, except give them welfare, give them a little bit of money so they keep coming back. Terrible. No, and I, I agree with what you're saying, and I also agree with what you said. I think the president's numbers are going to skyrocket after this. I mean, they're seeing the true colors in some of these Democratic leaders, governors, and mayors. Uh, I mean, people are, fictitious uh, people, are Mike, people are scared. In May, gun sales were up 80%. I mean, there's citizens now buying guns for the first time because they don't know what's going to happen to their home, their property, their family. You know what I mean? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you up. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. You're absolutely right. I mean, you were right. The citizens are afraid, and I think it started with the whole COVID thing because I think they were very, very suspicious of some of the, some of the uh, uh, restrictions and some of the edicts passed by some of these uh, governors and some of these mayors. Uh, I think people legitimately had a concern, and just mysteriously, COVID tends to start to end, and all of a sudden they issue these mask requirements. During this whole crisis of COVID-19, they didn't require people to wear masks. And as it, it started to wind down, 
they require people to wear masks. And now we have all kinds of mask protesters out there. So it makes it even more difficult for the police to identify who these people are. But going back to those pallets of bricks, I don't know if you saw this or not, but they traced uh, some of those pallets of bricks in Minnesota back to the city of Chicago. So somebody's supplying those. And I was glad to see, and I, and I heard this from some federal people that I know, is that they've been tracking these people for a long time. And they've been mapping them, and they've been mapping the funding sources. You know, they're not a they're not a uh, organization with a main leader. They're an organization with multiple funding sources. And once you get the, get rid of those funding sources, then this organization is gone. You know, I heard as, they were paying as much as twenty six thousand dollars to these Antifa protesters. Where's that money coming from? That's coming from somebody with deep pockets. Uh, and it's got to stop. It's really got to stop. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I also, Michael, I also wanted to mention, ahead. and I, di- I didn't bring this up in my opening monologue, but I want to mention this whole situation, and this was pretty much the main thing I, wa- I was going to get into. I'm sure everybody watched the whole Rod Rosenstein, uh, you know, circus today. I mean, this guy went around every question for the most part, you know, using answers that should never apply in a, in a, in a court of law. I mean, no accountability whatsoever. And then he made the statement of the day where he admitted that I'm not sure I read every word of the FISA application. So in other words, he, and don't forget, they knew that Flynn and all these people did nothing wrong. But they they were so terrified of Trump that they went through it. They went through with it anyway. They didn't check their facts. Well, well, actually, they did in certain ways. But but the fact that he didn't even read every word, and you know the fact that they went and obtain, obtained an illegal warrant to spy. It's it's this is sick, and they're going down. Brennan Clapper, these people are going to face the music. We're not going to play games anymore. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, they're they're all going to face the music. And you're right about Rosenstein. Uh, he, he was weak up there at best, and it pretty much proved he didn't read the FISA application. Uh, either he was told what to do or he just chose not to read it. But uh, that's been covered up from the media, up by the media, because you have these, well, this rioting going on. The Clinton uh, lawyer testimony uh, in the court the, uh, over the uh, Judicial Watch uh, uh, FOIA request for additional information on Benghazi and the emails, right? That flew under the radar. You didn't say anything about that in the mainstream media. You didn't say anything about this Judge Sullivan in the Flynn case having an answer to the appellate court, right? Uh, there's just so much that, you know, it makes one want to question what what is the motive for some of this stuff? Is some of this stuff really a false flag? I'm not saying that this George Floyd wasn't killed by this policeman, but was was this all staged? It only takes one player in that to make it happen. I, and don't I, forget, I, I just find it strange. You're they, keeping they, the public yeah, in the dark cop, about so much. And don't forget, the cop and George Floyd had a past. They had a relationship in the past. Right. You know, and that was the other thing. Uh, 
they the woman that owned that nightclub, I don't, I don't know if you knew this or not. The woman that owned that nightclub said that they both worked there. Okay, this policeman worked there for 17 years, and there's George Floyd. He's, one worked on the inside, one worked on the outside. Well, if there's a disturbance, you're working together, right? These two guys obviously knew each other. Do you know that she sold that nightclub a while back, and uh, she started, She has a radio station called La Raza. Are you familiar with La Raza? La Raza is the ones that fighting for the uh, immigrants uh, to come into the United States. And uh, but nonetheless, her radio station signed a big contract with the Minnesota Twins. Uh, a lot of this stuff is just suspicious. And you ask, how do they burn down police stations? Because they were allowed to. The police were told to stand down and try to get out the back door. You know, you have, you have almost 40,000 policemen in New York City. They can handle anything that gets thrown at them. They've showed it before. Let them do their job. But instead, de Blasio's handcuffed them. And that's why you see him standing around not doing a doggone thing when these people are, are doing things, right? I, I just have a problem with the leadership in these cities, and I think people aren't stupid. People are waking up. People are starting to see what's happening. They're starting to see the radical rule and that the people yeah. that are running these cities don't really care about them. They care about power, as it's do true. the national it's, liberals. It's absolutely true. And you know what bothers me the most are these people that bitch about cops and whine about cops and say how bad cops are. They're always the first one to call them when they need help. You know what I mean? I mean, these people are hypocrites, especially the liberals. Well, and I want to make, I, I want to make just one more point here, Rob. You know, in the same uniform crime report 2019, there were over 7,000 blacks killed by other blacks. Think about that number for a minute. And then compare that to the nine killed, unarmed blacks killed by police. It really makes you question, you know, what this is all about. Because the narrative is completely wrong. And like you said, you have, you have people that are buying into this argument. You still got people that refuse to turn the mainstream media off. And I guess my, my final question then would be this. Who's paying for all this damage and destruction? What's going to happen to these cities where they already were trying to struggle and survive from businesses from COVID-19? What's going to happen to some of these places? Who's going to rebuild these places? Where's that money going to come from? You know, you take a big city like New York, how much damage do you think has been done there already? God only knows how much damage has been done in Minneapolis, not to mention all the other cities. And it only seems to happen where they, they, they allow it to happen. We have two demonstrations in my area here, right? Unfortunately, where they were congregated, allowed one jewelry store to be gutted, right? They stole everything out of there, including the safe. But other than that, that was the only incident. And the mayors in these towns and the sheriff himself was out there, right? And they, they wound up being very peaceful demonstrations. But you're going to have anarchists and, and looters and rioters in every crowd. And somebody's going to try to take advantage of the situation. And those are the people that you have to punish. 
And then there's places in the United States that are arresting 20, 30 of these people, and they're just releasing them. They're not even charging them. You can't yeah. do that. You just can't. You can't run a legitimate society that way. Sure. So that's really all I have, Roy. Unless you have any other questions, I know you have a lot of guests to get to. Well, I love, we always love your insight, Michael. Uh, stay with us. A lot more to get into. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, you can reach me on Twitter, uh, Michael Balsi. You can uh, regular spelling, B-A-L-S-I. And you can send me a direct message there or just follow me there. And thanks again for having me, Roy. It's always a pleasure. Hopefully things will improve here by next week. Absolutely. Always a pleasure uh, having having you on. Uh, we, lo- we love your insights. We love everything. Um, I want to welcome to the show with us right now. We have uh, the founder of Square Deal Committee, and he also used to work for the NYPD, Joe Concanon. What's up, buddy? How are you? Welcome to the Rory Sauter Show. So great to have you here. Hey, Rory. I hope everything is well with you as well. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Uh, first time on. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so I'm a uh, retired NYPD captain. Um, I worked in the Giuliani administration. You're welcome. Uh, I worked in the Giuliani administration for several years as the uh, director for public safety. And I've run for political office under the Republican label in, uh, in Queens County, New York, several times unsuccessfully. I run an organization right now called the Republican Patriots. And if you're on uh, Venmo, uh, look up Republican Patriots and throw a few pennies in there. I love it. I love it, man. And uh, so, so tell me, tell me about this time as as NYPD captain. Obviously, things are much different now. Uh, you know, you obviously worked under, um, as we referred to him, America's mayor. Rudy Giuliani is perhaps the greatest mayor to ever exist in any any city. Um, but anyway, what do you make of how New York has just completely been destroyed? Isn't it the saddest thing to witness? I mean, it, uh, this, a city that Rory, this go is, ahead, sorry. This is just a case study. This is a, a classic case study. All right. Uh, I was a cop for 23, 24 years in New York City, and I saw it at its worst. I saw it at its best. And now I've been out for a number of years, and I'm seeing it go right back to where it was. All right. There was a point in time where uh, I, I went up to the Washington Heights riots. Uh, I went up to uh, the riots on Eastern Parkway in, uh, in, uh, in Brooklyn, where we were held back and, and watched the, the locals burn down the, the sneaker store at the corner. Um, <clears throat> we had things hurled at us and, and everything that you can imagine. And uh, under the Giuliani administration, uh, it, it, took us a, it took us a number of years and a lot of, uh, you know, what people call blood and treasure. Uh, a number of police officers died. A number of got hurt. Um, and uh, the city had to expend funds to do it. Uh, but we brought the city under control. And... Uh, lately, I, I got to be honest with you, I've got a lot of people in NYPD that I know, and I, I say a prayer for them every single night. I, I just don't know how they did it, uh, do it every day. And I, I saw one thing which I wanted to highlight here, and that's a, uh, a police officer directing uh, 
uh, demonstrators, getting them out of the street. There's a video of this. And uh, his boss comes over. You can see the guy in the white shirt, white uniform shirt, and, you know, tells him, hey, listen, get out of the street and go over here. You can see he's making the, the physical movements to the cop to tell him to do that, right? Well, what he doesn't know is that there's a guy coming up behind him that takes a brick and hits him in the back of the head and knocks him flat down on the ground. That's when the cop took his gun out of his holster. It was to protect his boss unless anything else was coming. All right. And the hypocrisy here is that, and, and, and I'm, I'm telling you, this just really gets me pissed off. All right. Is the media, the media, the, the, these sons of the, you know, these people in the media oh, you, if need, you want to, need to get need to get their acts together, and I'm I'm not kidding. All right, I know uh, I, they're only rep- they are the problem. Go I ahead. mean, think about how think, and they're the Democrats' best friends. I mean, they're they're best friends with the Democrats, and they pretty much go off that narrative, which is not helping anybody or any situation. I mean, I Rory, can't believe they what are. They are outright lying to people. They're lying. All right. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know how better to say that to people. They are outright lying. All right. I, I had a friend of mine who went down uh, Madison Avenue and Fifth Avenue and detailed all the damage. I think I saw two stores without without plywood in front of it from all the damage. All right. They started at 59th Street. They went down to 47th Street. Every single shop, broken windows, stolen materials, all over the place. Cops with cops that get get they're in marked police vans and they get Matov cocktails thrown into the van, not by some schleb on the street, not by some illiterate, uninformed individual, but by people who are trained attorneys. Yep. Trained I mean, attorneys. What I was talking right. about earlier what? in the show. That's what I was talking about. I mean, the more division they can create, the more groups they can create, the more people that they can, you know, get out there uh, causing protests and chaos, the more money there, the more money. I mean, it's all about money for them. It's a political agenda. Well, I, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree with you and Michael Moore. Um, you know, your previous speaker, uh, it was glad, I was glad to listen to it. You know, oh, the pressure point here. Moore, uh, I thought you said Michael Moore, the film director. I was about to say, whoa. Oh, no, no, whoa. no, no. <laughs> there's, there's, there's an, another, another idiot. Um, no, uh, Michael, your, your guest, uh, B-A-L-S-I, yeah, Balsy. Michael, Michael All right. great guy, best of the best, retired police chief and homicide detective. He's uh, a yeah, regular well, on the he, show. He, he hit he hit it right on the head. All right, this this is this is going to fall in the laps of DOJ and the FBI. All right, follow the money, follow the money, follow the money. All right, get to the source, cut the source yeah. off, and and, right. and and start putting people in jail. All right, um, and, and, you know one of the things one of the things that would have stopped this right in the beginning. And, and, you know, Giuliani got on he, – he's got a radio show here in New York, and he got on the air and said this wouldn't last more than a day with him, if, if that long. And, and that's because the people know he, he wouldn't stand for this. And if he, if he actually had a major problem, they would have federalized the NYPD. They would have put all of these people in jail for some years to come. 
all right, and they'd never see the light of day. But we've got, we've got a feckless communist mayor in New York City. And if anyone's listening to this show, contribute $50 or less, Republican patriots, we're on Venmo, all right? I can't say that any clearer. I'm trying to fight, but we're, we're a small group out in Eastern Queens, and we don't have enough funds to do everything we need to do. So if, if you are repulsed the way I am about everything that's going on in this city with this mayor, with this, with this idiot governor of ours, I, I, I am breathless. I, I don't I don't know how else to explain it except in explicatives, all right. That I I don't want to say right now. Uh, but if you I meet you in a bar sometime, I'll I'll gladly let it all fall out. Uh, these guys are absolutely amazing. They let fifteen hundred convicted felons out of jail. Fifteen hundred. Now these aren't the kids who were getting the beer drinking summonses, playing your radios too loud or taking a leak in the street, all right? These are the people who committed serious fucking felonies, excuse me, all right? And they let them out on the street. Are they out of their freaking minds? I know. All right? I know. And then, there, it, it, and then, there's, and then, and then there's an article in paper the other day, 700 of these guys that they, they locked up the other night walked within an hour after they got in. Oh, yeah, and what about all these people paying for their bail, all these Hollywood celebrities, all these morons, all these social justice warrior scumbags? And every single one of them, Rory, has an armed security force around them, yeah. every single one of them. Right, right. Yeah, they, they, yeah, isn't it funny how Hollywood wants to talk about what they think the American everyday worker needs and how they should live when they've got guards everywhere, they've got mansions they're hiding behind. I mean, they, they, don't, they don't know what the real world even entails. They live in their little bubble, and they want to give their little petty opinions. It's bullshit. Yeah, you know, you, bullshit is, is, is saying it the right way. That's exactly what it is. This is a whole bunch of crap. You know, if, if, if I had my druthers, I would tell every NYPD cop, stay in the station house, refuse to go out. All right? right. Refuse to go out until, until they – and this stupid mayor wakes up and says, okay, all bets are off. Enforce the law. Absolutely. Right? 100%. That, that, that's and, what has to happen. Either, either that well, or he has to resign and force Cuomo to do something. And if Cuomo doesn't right. do the right thing, I, 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 think he, right. I think, well, first of all, I think Cuomo's done anyway. All right. He made a mess of, of COVID-19. He sent 6,000 yeah. senior citizens to their death. To their freaking to, to their freaking death. Oh yeah! Can you imagine if that's senior Can you imagine? I mean, it, it, it's sickening. It really is. And the media protects him. You see him and his Frito brother on CNN making jokes when people are dying. I mean, it's 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 sick. Sick. You know, six thousand people. Wrap your arms around that, would you? Look at six thousand people. No, I know. I know this whole nursing home thing is crazy, but look and look at the war on cops. Look at how people want to generalize the people that, you know, put their blood, sweat and tears on the line for our safety, freedom and security. I mean, I get there's a few bad apples out there, but they, 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 I mean, and they have to be dealt with. But 
majority of cops are here to help us. They don't, you know, it's, it's not always a fun job. The shit that they have to endure, you, I mean, you can believe it because you've lived it, but most wouldn't, wouldn't, can't even, they wouldn't be able to walk a day in their shoes. No. And, and, you know, there, there's a saying in law enforcement, you know, uh, the biggest supporter of the police is a victim of a crime. All right. And, and it generally turns around those people who are arch enemies of the police. Uh, you know, right. when they become victims of crime, they turn out to be these, you know, uh, flouting uh, supporters of law enforcement all of a sudden. You know, they've, yeah. they've had an epiphany, you know, and, and while you, you might want to say to them, you know, go take a freaking walk. You know, you welcome them in and you sit them down and you try and patiently console them and and restore them to a sense of humanity so they, you know, they know the, the world hasn't ended on them just because they're a victim of whatever crime was committed to them. Um, you know, these, yeah. these young fellas, I, I've got a couple that live in my area. Um, you know, one of, the, one of the guys works in the 7-5 precinct in Brooklyn which is one of the highest crime uh, precincts in the nation. And, um, uh, you know, these, these demonstrators were marching across Brooklyn from the 7-7 precinct where they tried to take over that precinct. And I'm so proud of the guys and, and the women in the 7-7 command because they stood their ground and these bastards were repelled. Well, when the 7-5 got wind of what was going on, they set up a perimeter two blocks around the precinct they sealed off the blocks. They notified the neighbors. They had that place hammered shut. And, and once these guys sent their, their scouts, because they have scouts, this thing is a well-orchestrated symphony uh, that these uh, miscreants, uh, I'll call them traitors, uh, traitors of right. America, uh, when, they, when they headed over to uh, the 7-5, uh, the scouts saw what was going on. These cops were ready yeah. for battle. They were oh, yeah. freaking oh. ready for battle. And, uh, and you know I what? I am so proud of them. Yeah, I am no, so and, proud and, of these guys. Hey, no, I agree. I agree with you. And, then I, and, and I love you guys. And you guys are, are the real heroes. And I always say that, you guys in the military. Now, before you go, I, you know, I, I want to bring you back. Let's make you a regular. You're, you're an awesome guy to talk to. You've got so much great value and insight that you bring to the table. But real quick, what was it like working with Rudy Giuliani? I bet it was the experience of a lifetime. He's one of my all-time heroes. I, 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 learned, I learned an awful lot from Rudy. Um, I, I kind of idolized him uh, when he was a U.S. attorney, and then I kind of got to know him when he got into office. Um, I got a sense of appreciation that uh, he knew uh, exactly how to run things because he, he, he basically handled everything at the stick of, a, uh, of the budget. All right. And that's how he that's how he handled things. Um, everything was on a pressure point based on the budget. And um, I'm, I'm glad that I was able to help him and, and improve in what little way I could have while I was in there. Um, you know, the response uh, of the public safety agencies in the city of New York. And quite frankly, uh, I redesigned uh, the Office of Emergency Management uh, with the help of my team and my staff. Um, we did a, a whole national review of it, and that's why OEM in New York is now the mayor's right. office of emergency management. So big, big deal. Wow. Great guy to work for. Lots of insight uh, with him. I, I just I, I, I was a sponge. 
and and I learned as much as I hey, could. Uh, I was very um, intimidated uh, at times. Well, I love it. I love your stories. I love I love your life. I love everything you've done. Uh, tell everybody where we, where they can connect with you, and let's get you back on here next week. Yeah, sure. So if you're uh, if you're on Twitter, uh, you can uh, you can get me at uh, uh, Re- Republican Patriots. All right, and uh, that comes up as uh, Republican P A T R, the number four. All right, and then once you get to that Twitter handle you'll find Republican Patriots. All right. Uh, we're also uh, live on Venmo, uh, Republican Patriots. So if you want to contribute, uh, do so under $50, though. Nothing nothing, uh, nothing big, uh, just under 50 bucks. Uh, and uh, also, uh, people should look at me. I'm the first vice president of the Queens Village Republican Club. All right. And uh, that's uh, qvgop.org. Uh, all right. Uh, we just have a brand new article out today, too, which I just tweeted out a few minutes ago. Uh, it's a great article. Uh, the president of our club wrote it. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Well, uh, stay on with us if you want. we got a lot more to get into in the show. Uh, everybody, I am going to take a quick commercial. We will be right back with former NYPD police officer Joe Murray. So stay with us. This is the Rory Sodder Show. It's a beautiful night, everybody. Stay tuned. TGI Friday's famous sizzling entrees that you know and love like chicken, shrimp, and cheese just got even hotter. With new delicious tastes like whiskey, flat iron steak, and the tastiest sizzling street noodles. Hurry in. Now starting at only $10. We bring the sizzle like no other. New sizzling entrees starting at $10. TGI Friday's, the home of endless apps. Endless apps every night, 9 p.m. to close. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, Please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Please visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com for all your authentic, customized, and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else. And best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use Mega45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you. She's still the one for you. And Cialis for daily use helps you be ready anytime the moment is right. Cialis is also the only daily ED tablet approved to treat symptoms of BPH, like needing to go frequently. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions and medicines and ask if your heart is healthy enough for sex. Do not take Cialis if you take nitrates for chest pain as it may cause an unsafe drop in blood pressure. Do not drink alcohol in excess. 
Side effects may include headache, upset stomach, delayed backache, or muscle ache. To avoid long-term injury, get medical help right away for an erection lasting more than four hours. If you have any sudden decrease or loss in hearing or vision, or any allergic reactions like rash, hives, swelling of the lips, tongue, or throat, or difficulty breathing or swallowing, stop taking Cialis and get medical help right away. Ask your doctor about Cialis for daily use and a free 30-tablet trial. And we are back. The Rory Sauter Show, coast-to-coast, worldwide, listening to in 25 countries, 70 online platforms. It is a beautiful night here in Phoenix, Arizona. I am loving these 100-degree days, recording live. Beautiful. Just, a, just a wonderful, wonderful night. Uh, a lot more to get into. I do want to welcome to the show right now, very happy to have him back. It's been a while, former NYPD police officer Joe Murray. He's also run for office many times, done a lot of big things. Has, has had quite the career. How are you, buddy? Welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me, Rory. Absolutely. What What's new? What, what's been going on? What's the latest? Oh, well, it's so good to be back, and I, I really just want to thank you because uh, that first time I was on your show, I got such feedback, you know, when people heard that um, episode. It was really fantastic. So to be back on again, I really appreciate it. So let me just give you an update. I ran for Queens County District Attorney, at a time where this whole uh, democratic socialist is in full swing over here in Queens County. And I, uh, there was a candidate who was full blown with this uh, crazy releasing everyone, closing prisons. Um, so uh, unfortunately, I think what had happened is that the public just didn't get it yet. And they needed a wake up call. And oh my God, did they ever get one now? Because, as you and your prior guests mentioned, they're gone off the cliff. They're talking about defunding the police department and having social workers respond to 911 calls. They're out of their minds. And one of the things that came up during my campaign, which I hate to say I told you so, is I was trying to get it out there because I knew these new laws were coming into effect. I'm a retired police officer, but I'm also a criminal defense attorney. And I practice in the courts every day. And, of course, I keep tabs on what's happening. So when I heard this new bail law was coming into effect, I immediately knew that this was going to be devastating because it took discretion away from judges. And we have some really good judges, really smart judges, who do this every day. It's not something they're learning as they go. These judges are very seasoned, particularly in Queens County. And you are taking the ability of a judge to make an assessment about the, this person, whether or not they're a flight risk or a danger in some way. So you took that away from judges altogether, and they did it based on the charge, on the, some false pretense that there is a set dollar amount for each charge. And it's not fair that a poor person can't afford this amount but a rich person could, and that couldn't be further from the truth. The amount of bail is what the judge decides based on criteria that is before the judge. Your financial situation is one of them. So if I'm a person of means, and let's just using round numbers, let's say I make 200000 a year, and then you get up in front of the, the same judge for the same charge, and you make $20,000 a year, you're not getting the same bail set. It's not based on the crime that you are charged with. 
It's based on your community contacts, your community ties, your prior history. Do you have a history of failing to appear six times? Well, you know what? You're more of a flight risk, and the judge will look at that and weigh those factors and say, you know, I think you need more bail. Whereas if I've made bail every time and I've made every appearance and I resolve my case, that weighs heavily in my favor. So they got it completely wrong because they didn't consult the people in the know, the people doing the job, as to how to adjust our, our bail situation. So what they did is January 1st, and they started doing it in December because the judges knew we were going to have to start releasing people that were already in on bail. So in about December, they started releasing people that were charged with these um, enumerated charges that are considered to be nonviolent, including robbery in the second, burglary in the second, uh, criminally negligent homicide. There are a number of charges, uh, and they started releasing them. And then January 1st, everybody got released. Thousands of people now released from Rikers Island. So what we do now is we have only the so-called violent felons inside because we don't even keep misdemeanors. We have violent felons inside of Rikers Island. Well, I actually attended the subcommittee hearing that uh, the subcommittee was voting to send it to the, the full council, the, the vote on closing Rikers Island. So I snuck in there and uh, I, I sat through this, this whole nonsense of each one of them. There were eight members and they have to vote on it, but they all have to explain their vote. And they're like, oh, this is historic and this is wonderful and I want to thank the chairperson and this is only the first step to closing all jails and prisons because people don't belong in cages. And then they went on to say there's no such thing as criminals. We don't want, we need to hold them, we need to hug them and give them hot cocoa and make them feel good and art classes, and they won't reoffend. This is their logic. And now we're seeing it happen right now when they talk about defunding the police department. So one of the things yeah. I really was upset with is this COVID hit, right? And now all of a sudden, everybody's worried about the inmate population. Forget about the nursing home population, the people who are the most at risk. We are worried about the inmate population. So what does yeah. President Trump do? He's sending resources. He's sending the U.S. and comfort and then he sends the Army Corps of Engineers to convert the Javits Center. Amazing what this country can do. In one week, they converted the Jacob Javits Center to a thousand-bed COVID hospital. Do you think either Governor Cuomo or Mayor de Blasio would have put two and two together and said, if they could do that in a convention center, how about we take some of these empty jail facilities on Rikers Island and we asked them to go over there and fit them to be inmate COVID hospitals so we can treat patients there without having to release them into the community. And have, we also have other jails that are empty. You can put your high-risk people there and social distance them. 
There was no need to immediately release everyone, particularly when you're forcing, forcing under the governor's executive order, forcing nursing homes to accept as admission or readmission of COVID-positive patients. You cannot deny them, and they had to accept them. Moreover, if you had them, and, and there were nursing homes that were complaining about, they were overrun, you can't transfer them. They left the comfort and they left the uh, convention center only for hospital transfers. They said nursing homes can't transfer their patients into those facilities. It's outrageous, but you start to see the plan. Here's the plan, right? This is this whole progressive mantra of no more jails, no more prisons. Everyone's going to live happy and you know, uh, amongst each other, and this is going to be wonderful. It's outrageous. Joe, it's, it's absolutely backwards, and, and, and I, love, I love talking to you. I love having you with us. Um, I, want to make, I want to make you a regular as well, man. Let's get you on here weekly. Let's make, you, let, let's make this a regular thing because you bring great value and insight to the show. You've lived quite the life. You've had quite the career. You know what's going on. You're up to date. Um, stay, stay with us though on the line. I do have a few more people, but tell everybody, Joe, where they can find you, where they can connect with you, all that good stuff. Everybody should look for me because there's something going on right now. Real quick, I'll tell them, Ori. I'm suing Governor Cuomo because of good. his illegal overreaching. The executive power that was conveyed to him was completely illegal. It was illegally done. We're in federal court. We, we filed an emergency application to have a temporary restraining order put in place to allow my, my client's uh, facility to open. That's going to be uh, the judge ordered the opposition papers to be filed by June 11th. So this is going to happen quick. So if anyone wants to keep tabs, uh, my Twitter is Joe Murray Law. That's Joe M-U-R-R-A-Y. And my email is jmurray-law.com. Thank you. I love it. I love it. I love it. Joe, uh, stay with us. Um, always a pleasure having you here. Same here, brother. Thank you. Um, I want to uh, go to, I believe he's with us, uh, U.S. congressional candidate from Florida. We have Eric, Dr. Eric Aglier. Eric, what's up, buddy? I know you got a lot of thoughts. I know you're probably – you know, going 100 miles an hour in terms of things you want to say, so much going on. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for having me here, Rory. Dr. Eric Aguilar here running for Congress. And my area is uh, Jacksonville, the east side of Jacksonville, St. Augustine, Fernandina Beach. Um, great beaches over here. Glad they're open. <laughs> and and uh, on June 14th, we're actually going to have a flotilla for President Donald Trump for his birthday. So, Hopefully, you're probably going to go ahead and see that in the news. And, man, we have a lot of people that are ready to go ahead and go out there and, you know, go ahead and celebrate the birthday, but mostly always celebrate America because, you know, he represents America. I'm really happy that we have a president, that it's always for America first. That's how I always have been. I've always been America first, and that's the we always got to go ahead and take care of a home base, in my opinion. We should always do that. Oh. Absolutely. So part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, you're you're absolutely ahead. right. You're Absolutely right. And, and America, you know, it's all, I mean, people that live here, you know, should be proud of, of, of where we are. I mean, you know, there's too many ungrateful, entitled, you know, shitheads that, that have no appreciation 
for what our Constitution stands for, for what we're about in terms of, you know, the principles and traditions and, and signature values. No, I agree. See, I came to this country. I was originally I was born in Honduras, and I came here when I was seven years old. And one of the proudest things that I ever have done was join the Navy, and I retired uh, after 20 years of service. And every single place yeah. where I go to and all over the world, one of the things I always, I step outside that ship, and I looked around, and I was like, God, I miss the United States of America. I want to go back. <laughs> every single time. I, it, I love being over here. There's nothing like it in the world. And uh, I will have to say that sometimes when people, um, when they burn the flag or they put other countries' flags in our, in our country, you know, I find that very disrespectful because I don't go, I didn't go to other countries and I displayed the American flag when I was in Italy, when I was in Spain, when I was in Madagascar, uh, when I was in Hong Kong, when I was in uh, the Philippines, all over the world. I didn't go ahead and put the American flag. I had a little bit of respect that that is their country and you're going to respect their country. So I don't under, I still don't understand why uh, people really don't want to even respect our own country, but then they want to respect others. Um, interesting how that goes, right? You know what makes no sense to me is they want to wave their other country flags in America. You can't go to other countries and do that. Otherwise, sometimes they'll kill people in other countries for doing that crap. True. <laughs> yes, they will. Yes, they will. People don't even know that. And in other countries, you can't even protest. That's why you don't hear too many protests in other countries because of the fact that, um, you know, it's not going to really go that well <laughs> for people. So people should really appreciate the freedoms and the rights that we have in no other country. And, and people, this is the reason why people come to, this, uh, to the United States of America, to our country. They come to it because they know that they're going to be treated right. They're going to have freedoms. They have rights. And they have opportunity. Hasn't changed. We've always been the beacon of light, and we're still the beacon of light. So I still, you know, it's very perplexing to understand that how people are trying to go in and ruin this country for really right. for nothing. It's like they want to make it to China and Russia and all these and other dictatorship it, countries. Oh, absolutely. And doesn't it make you sick how you waited in line and did things the right way and you have all these entitled illegals that just walk across the border and think that they can just, you know, live off of our system? I mean, that has to drive you nuts and every, every other person, you know, that's gone through the mm -hmm. system. Yeah, no, it, it drives me nuts. And one of the things that it drives me nuts and a lot of people don't talk about is that, you know, why are people, even, even here when, we, when people first came to the United States or, or to the colonies, you know, there was a reason why. But now we're moving into the 2020s of why are we condoning that action? And basically those governments and those countries, they're, they're in a way making people suffer, creating harm, not giving opportunities. And then people are coming to this country, and then guess what we're still doing? We're still giving them aid. So you could imagine being one of those dictators and presidents out there that they're basically thinking, wow, they're taking our people and they're giving us money. What a deal. Right. <laughs> you know, people don't think about that stuff. <laughs> it's... Absolutely. No, very, very well said. And what do you make of these whole riots? What do you make of this nonsense? What do you make of, you know, what's been going on? Well, you know, for me, I was in the military. So one of the things I look at all, all the time, the different type of strategies, you know, all these things are not by accident. They were all orchestrated in a sense. It was pretty much a targeted. I think that sadly, we all know what happened. There's nobody um, that's out there that would say that, you know, what happened was good. Everybody knows that an innocent man did die. But I, I, I look at all these different scenarios of what even happened, even the Mont Aubrey 
Um, I, I would not surprise if Mott Aubrey is going to go ahead and turn out to be maybe a, a different drug-related investigation. I bet that investigation, when the federal government goes in there, they're going to look at something different because a lot of things of that doesn't make sense uh, with that case, and especially um, why would a home that's being – I never knew. I, mean, I know a lot of developers here in Florida, and not one of them has a video camera of a home being built. You know, that should be a red flag right there. Uh, why do they have it? So something suspicious happened there. And even in, when, unfortunately, George Floyd, I don't think that's a lot of accident because I, I'm part of the military is we yeah. see something, we say something, we do something about it. So right. if we you see somebody pinned down well, with I mean. their knee on their neck, we're going to say something. <laughs> right, right. No, absolutely. And, and that was clearly murder. But too many, too often I think the problem is, you know, we don't we – don't, People want to jump to conclusions when they see a 30-second video. We need to see all the evidence, and we did with George Correct. Floyd. That was, that was definitely murder. But other situations, I mean, you'll get a blurry video. In the, first, in the first 30 seconds, the media wants to jump to any sort of conclusion that fits their narrative. It's really sad that people don't want to investigate and really do their due diligence before giving the information to the public. Correct, because if you look at even that video, we only saw one angle. What happened to the other angles? We didn't see right. a lot of things in there, and I don't think they want to go ahead and put in, because I heard somewhere around there there may be a, a different video on a different angle that shows something different, kind of like Second, a commercial. I forgot which one that came out with um, about, like, uh, insurance that it shows, like, a little girl running, and there's a, a person that's going to grab her, and then it shows a different angle that her car is going to hit her, and he stopped her. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's kind of how we're going to look at it. We're going to look at a whole different angle. But then, again, you also got to look at the people around them. Why I, I could never even picture. I mean, we, we held prisoners before in, in the Navy ships, and not one of them, when they stop resisting, we're not going to go ahead and keep putting our knees on their necks, regardless of how we feel. We're going to go ahead and stop and we're going to keep going. This, this just doesn't make a lot of sense on there. I could understand why, why people are upset, but I don't understand also why all the riots, because why should the good police departments in other areas of the country, which they work in a way independently, why should they pay the price? And some of them have actually paid the price with their lives, unfortunately, with all these riots and everything that's going on. Businesses have also right. paid the price of a decision that was made by one row cop in Minnesota, and then the decision those around when that was being happened, when that man was being murdered. So the whole country, yeah. 325 to 350 million, should not pay the price of a bad decision making. For one person, and that does not really determine us as a country. So the media is a very irresponsible source for telling us and keep doing this on there. And then the responsibility comes to those that are actually funding, because we already know that even here in Jacksonville, they have protesters, and they already they caught some of the people, and they, and quite a bit of them, I think about almost thirty to forty percent, were out of town. And then also they even started a go, I think like a GoFundMe page and organization to bail these protesters out. You know that doesn't oh, happen yeah. by chance, Rory. Let's face it, it does. Oh, absolutely! It, it's a ridiculous system. Um, Eric, tell everybody where they can find you, uh, connect with you, all that good stuff. All right. So, Dr. Eric Aguilar, running for the U.S. Congress in Florida's fourth district, which is around Ferdinand Beach, uh, Jacksonville, the east side of Jacksonville and uh, St. Augustine, and I could be reached at ericforcongress.com, and I spell my name E-R-I-C-K-F-O-R, congress.com. Always go ahead and uh, 
always open to ideas and suggestions. And hopefully everybody, uh, everybody out there is uh, safe, healthy, and remember, let's think always. Use our brain. I love it. I love it. Well, Thank always you, a pleasure having you. You always bring great value and insight to the show. And, uh, you know, thank you. Thank you as always. Um, I want to go to, I want to go to the final uh, guest for tonight. We're going to save the best for last. We're going to go to special investigator, Carlo Cab. Carlo, <clears throat> I know you've got a lot probably going through your mind. Go ahead, my friend. Oh man, do I have a lot going through my mind. I mean, it just seems one thing after another with these Democrats one thing didn't work, the Russia investigation, the Ukraine, uh, the impeachment, and, you know, then they had COVID-19 trying to take down the president and the economy, and now the riots because the COVID-19 thing didn't work out the way they wanted to. You know, and I'm going to go over some stats real quick here um, uh, about homicides. The last five to six years, 1,000 people were killed by cops. 500 were white, 250 were black, and the other 250, give or take a couple, were other ethnicities. And in the last 45 years, uh, blacks shot by cops have declined 75%. And guess what, Rory? The media doesn't give a shit, and neither does Black Lives Matter. And half of blacks killed... uh, involves a black perpetrator and you have 500 whites killed by blacks and 250 blacks killed by whites. Uh, so I don't know where all the figures are coming from that, you know, blacks are being singled out for being shot and everything. And uh, a young black man is seven times more likely of being a victim of homicide and usually the killer is another black male. And many of these cities are controlled by Democrats. Minnesota, Detroit, Baltimore. I mean, we can just rattle them off. Houston, Washington, D.C. They're all controlled by Democrats. And guess what? They've been hearing the same crap year in and year out and have got nothing. They get their Christmas turkey, and guess what? That's it. They play a little lip service to buy the votes. And, he, you know, even Freddie Gray, he was in Baltimore. And there it goes. Another city controlled by blacks and Democrats. And that was under the Obama era. And he had two black attorney generals during his reign of his eight years. And what did that do? Nothing. So all this institutional racism is an entire bunch of crap because the blacks have controlled, and the Democrats, they got to emphasize the Democrats, have controlled these major cities for years, and nobody has done anything to make anything better. Uh, you know, Memorial Day in, in uh, Chicago, 10 people were killed, and right. 49 were wounded. I mean, where, where's Black Lives Matter on this? You got yeah, an answer for that? Because I don't. Where the hell are they? What was that? I said, where the hell are they? You're absolutely right. They're, they're nowhere because it doesn't fit their agenda. And, you know, most people don't realize that Black Lives Matter is not controlled by 
a bunch of blacks who, you know, throw a few dollars in here and there. Black Lives Matter is controlled by leftist white extremists like George Soros, like the Clintons, and so on and so forth, all down the line. And they don't care because they're just a voting block to these people. That's all they care about. And George Soros, his greatest accomplishment he ever wants is to crash the United States and not make it a country anymore. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Very, very well said, Carlo. Um, I, I do got to run here in a second. I got to close the show in about a minute or two. But uh, I, I want to I wanna get you back tomorrow. Uh, let's talk a lot more. Um, I know you have a lot of things you want to mention. Um, you know, and, and there's definitely more and more things that we need to lay out on the table. Uh, tell everybody, though, you already told everybody where they can connect with you, right? Yep, uh, com. that's my website. I'm a writer. I write crime novels. Um, uh, on Twitter, CarloCav1. And um, on uh, Facebook, Perfect. it's uh, Crime. And, and, and listen, awesome. one thing real quick. I, on Twitter, yeah. I'm in with a real good bunch of conservative people. King's Pharmacy in Coral Springs, don't go to them because they are anti-Trump. They have put signs out in the front of their windows to wipe their ass Amen. with uh, Trump toilet paper. Ah, Jesus. All right, man. I, I, that's all I needed to hear. Um, thank you so much. Um, every, everybody, it's been a fantastic show tonight. I love you all. I want to thank all my guests, my co-hosts, my sponsors and audience. Have a great rest of your night. I will see you all tomorrow. I'm Rory Sauter. Mega, mega, mega. God bless everybody. Much love.